Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jelani McCoy, Zandon Hamilton, Joey Devine, Popeye Jones, Mankey Batir. Sean Keen! Sunday out of games! Nana Papa Ya Pops Mensa Monsoon! Patreons! WTTYWT! Joe Hanraman! Thank you, Joe! Jackson Murphy! Thank you! Special guest, Sam Sheehan, a.k.a. NBA Baby Secret. Musical guest, Human Sexual Response. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with our Atlantic Division preview. But before I get started, Sean, there's breaking news that concerns only people of our age group. So uh, hold on one second. Great, great, thanks. This is Round Ball Rock News, basketball news, for humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean, Francis Bean Cobain, Kurt uh-huh. Cobain's daughter, of course, yeah. yes. has married Tony Hawk's son. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Kurt Cobain's daughter, Frances Bean Cobain, has married Tony Hawk's son, Riley Hawk. And you know who officiated the wedding, Sean? Uh, was it, I guess, Matt Pinfield? No, it was Michael Stipe. Close what? enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Joey, shut the podcast down. We're done. That's all we need. Yeah. Love is real, it turns out. It's a funny thing because uh of the uh the the elder millennial millennial Gen X uh uh icons, I would say I am both pro Courtney Love and Tony Hawk, but yet feel bad for both of them having to spend holidays together. Cause uh those are some different vibes, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pro Courtney Love, Joey. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna say that you know, right now. I, I I guess that's fair. I mean, I think she's funny. <laughs> uh it's not I just I always question someone's judgment if they decide to date Billy Corkin. Mm -hmm. That's all. Well, also, even though he is a scribe, he was one of the scribes of the 90s, as he said. <laughs> She's also uh, a large part of Neil Strauss's The Game. Don't forget about that. Uh, she's, in, she's in the book The Game. Uh, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, I sort of forgot that uh, R.E.M. loved Nirvana. Mm hmm. Like I mean, it Peter, makes sense. Peter Buck. Well, I guess Peter Buck lives in Seattle, too. I don't think the other mm -hmm. guys do at all. I uh, mean, I don't know. Don't you think Michael Stipe doesn't live anywhere, but also no. everywhere at the same time? He lives time? in our like, imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, but, you know, don't you think he spends like two months in like Lisbon? <laughs> A year. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if Lisbon would like. He's move. He's actually moving out of Lisbon now because he's yeah. like, eh, I was. I was ahead of the curve. I also could see him, uh, you know, periodically just spending nights in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, uh, mixed mm -hmm. up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler style, mm -hmm. just like bathing in a fountain and like, you know, could, would would you be that surprised if he had like a hollow tree with a sleeping bag in it that he slept in sometimes no but i what i would like to say the reason i brought this up is a yes. it's amazing and i love it yeah. b our friend sean keen has a wedding coming up here uh oh, yeah. this year and i'd like to make an open call michael stipe if you'd like to officiate sean keen's wedding Please do. Yeah. I know and I'm not can... in charge of that sort of thing. I'm surprising Sean by doing this, but no, we, Michael, <laughs> we would love to have you. I'm a big fan. Um, I have, I have a book called talk about passion, which is about REM big fan. Yeah. Um, you, you don't have to perform or anything. This is not a musical thing. Mm. Um, I mean, if you we'll we'll put you up, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> It's uh, you can you can meet my dog, Pinot Noir, Michael Stipe. I think you'd enjoy that. And uh, you know what? If, if I don't is he a vegetarian or anything, there's going to be a vegetarian. He's got to be right. There's a lot yeah. of vegetarian options. Um, and uh, our friend, our friend DJ Eli Freshmode would love to talk about records with you as mm -hmm. well. And the passion. He would also like the to, talk about, likes the to talk about the passion. Yeah. Uh, um, but I'll say. Uh, it's not in Rockville, so don't go back to Rockville, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mike Mills wrote that song. No, no, I'm sorry, Peter. Uh, 
Peter Buck uh, wrote most. No, of no, songs, no. The, right? the Bill Barry wrote that song. Oh, so okay, fair enough. Um, Jeez, I almost was. I almost blew it there, Joey. All right. Uh, there is actual news though. James Harden still missing. Still Sean, missing. There's people are saying it's because his mother is sick, which uh, could be true. Um, I mean, I think it's more likely that James Harden's mother is sick. You know what I mean? She's probably mm-hmm. she's probably a pretty cool lady, right? Yeah. Oh, she's for sure a cool lady. Yeah. Uh, she's, she um, raised a good one. He's missing. The Sixers can't find him. I believe they put his photo on a bunch of bottles of lean in the mm-hmm. Houston area, just in case. If you have seen him, call Daryl Morey. Yeah, you don't he have to will talk about run. James yeah, uh, he, Daryl Morey, uh, we have no information about James Harden, but if you'd like to come on the podcast and talk exclusively about musical theater, our DMs are open. Yep. Uh, we do it on Zoom. You don't need to come in person, you know, whatever. T- you, can, you can type whatever podcast you want, or if mm-hmm. you have a new book, uh, album, YouTube um, special, I don't know. You know we, we like to help out our friends. Uh, also, a bunch of uh, the weirdest NBA players in the world got extensions this week, Sean. Uh, yes. Jaden McDaniels, who is good, uh, but is he five years, 136 million good? That's uh, that's 136 million dollars for every hand he broke punching a wall last year, Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, Denny Avdia also got four for 55. Um, it's funny he got this contract because, uh, I don't know if you saw the video going around, uh, during that preseason game of him and Jordan Poole already fighting each other. Um, look, if you fight Jordan Poole, one of you has to get a preseason extension. (laughs) It's in the new CBA, actually. Uh, Cole Anthony, three for 39. Um, Joey, I crunched the numbers based mm-hmm. on their website. 132,203 pairs of Timberland boots. Um, It's funny that's, that's the way you went. Um, Sean, do you want to know what uh, Cole Anthony's father, Greg Anthony's career earnings in the NBA were? 32 million. 18.5 million Ooh, but you know yeah if you just for inflation it's 35 million actually wow that's so, pretty close yeah <laughs> he did get fined a lot for uh trying to fight the phoenix suns when he was in street clothes mm-hmm, that one time. yeah but he did hit kevin johnson so you're like who's yeah. the bad guy really uh josh green uh harala bob's favorite draft pick three for uh-huh. 41 <laughs> joey that's gonna buy a lot of kangaroos mate and uh, Zach Collins, the man who I can't think about without seeing in my mind him make one of the most obscene gestures I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Uh-huh. Uh, two for 35. Um, that one is the weirdest one. Just because, like, it's weird because he was he was he was hurt for so long mm-hmm. that you kind of forget that. uh you know, he he was born. He like he he's not even he's about to turn twenty six, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so he's pretty young, and I guess they've extended him through like his twenty ninth birthday or something. Mm-hmm. I think, which you know, for a guy who got picked tenth in the draft, but I also just don't know if he's like really good at all. But my theory is, um, they're gonna need somebody 
who will threaten to fight people who are mean to Victor. Yeah. And maybe that's Jeremy Sochan, but I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on a 20 year old. Mm-hmm. And Zach Collins will like do terrible, weird, disgusting gestures. Mm-hmm. He gets into a lot of fights for kind of no reason. Like he's gotten into fights when he was in the stands. Yeah. So I kind of think that that's almost like making sure he has bail money. Yeah. Like yeah. the prison <laughs> canteen if he starts a big brawl. Um, also, a bunch of even weirder guys got uh, uh, contracts, Sean. Uh, Aaron oh, Neesmith yeah. signed for three for $33 million. Joey, this is the human trade exception division, as mm-hmm. I would say on Dunked On. One of the meanest, uh, funniest things that they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a weird contract for Aaron Neesmith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zeke Naji got uh, four for 32 you're getting traded. I don't know. Zeke Nanji's one of those guys where it's like Denver always has one of these guys where like you hear whispers about like from insiders where they're like, you know, the Denver coaching staff is really high on Jared yeah. Vanderbilt. <laughs> and then four years later, it's like, oh, they were right. Jared Vanderbilt is really good. Yeah, anyway, they... Zeke Nanji is... It re- replaced Jared Vanderbilt as the this guy might be really good. <laughs> now here's here's here. I have a question about him mm-hmm. though. If would you feel better about him if he were Ezekiel Naji? No, actually, I like okay. Zeke. Okay. Um, I like it. Uh, he's potentially maybe a really good three point shooter, or maybe he'll be okay at it with the uh, i mean it was bad last year but he he was making a lot of threes his first two seasons and I it don't seems know. like when you're on the nuggets you're uh open from behind the arc a lot we'll have to have our friend adam mares on later this year yeah, we to talk about zeke Naji. um and they then seem f- to be just like oh yeah they're like loading up on uh got guys with uh uh maybe cba friendly deals a little mm-hmm. bit yeah and then finally, Fast PP himself, Peyton Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably, because it really seemed like the Celtics were going to trade him several times this offseason. Well, uh, he requested a trade yeah. in, like, February. <laughs> uh, anyway, he signed for four for $30 million. Um, that one, I think, might get traded. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going <laughs> to have to have another Caucasian waiting to take a roster spot. But yes, I do think he's probably going to get traded. Look, Peyton Pritchard, I'm telling you, is going to be Scoot Henderson's backup at some point in his career. God, it makes too much sense. Well, he you know, he went to... I think he went to Oregon, not Oregon State. I'm pretty sure he's from Oregon. No, he is from Oregon. Sean, that's why I'm saying that. He yeah, is oh. like a Portland hero in waiting. Because, like, yeah. he was the guy who always played on the shitty team that played at uh, the Nike Hoop Summit, Sean. Oh, that's right. As, like, I a high schooler. And it would be yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it would be like, you know. They've got this one guy on the sh- on the 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 Washington Generals version of the of the Nike Hoop Summit team named Peyton Pritchard. That's kind of uh-huh. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's a very good point. Destined yeah, he's, to play to be a Portland folk hero. 
Um, it's kind of while he wasn't in the uh, the Drew Holiday trade, but I guess they Portland decided to get uh, a better player instead. Mm-hmm. That was their choice, which you know, controversial, but I I can endorse <laughs> it. Um. All right. Oh, one one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, you know how the NBA was really big on uh, load management. Yeah, and Joe sure. Dumars kept saying they wanted people with an 82 game mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns Warriors opener will not feature Bradley Beal, Draymond mm-hmm. Green, and probably not Devin Booker, who has a toe injury. So, uh, good don't start. expect the salary cap to go up too much. We're delaying expansion. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get to our Atlantic Division yeah. preview, Sean. Let's start off with the Boston Celtics. They went last year, they went 57 and 25. Good for second in the East. They beat the Hawks and Sixers in too many games, then lost <laughs> yeah. in game seven to the Miami Heat, which is real uh real groundhog day shit. Um they were second in offense, third in defense. They got rid of Marcus Smart, the heart of the team. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon, the hate of fa- Boston Celtics fans everywhere, the uh, absolute villain. Grant Williams, the NBA's preeminent thick nerd. Robert Williams, Time Lord, everybody's favorite, uh, I don't know, hurt but cool guy. Danilo Gallinari. Sorry, ladies of Boston. Um, uh-huh. You're going to have to find another handsome man to fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mikey Jaws. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, you I don't thought have to play at this time. I'm not going to, but <laughs> I thought he was going to uh, join House of Pain. Blake Griffin. <laughs> And Julian Champagne. I have I have two comments, Joey. Everyone should remember that uh, when Danilo Gallinari uh, went to the Clippers, he had immediately kept injuring his gluteus, mm-hmm. clearly from fucking. Yeah. And uh-huh. also House of Pain is from Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Yep. All of them are from Los Angeles. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Josh Gondelman, that I made that mistake. He loves to point that out uh, on this show. It's so in fact. funny. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> uh, coming, joining the team, though, we have uh-huh. uh, Nemius Keda, one of my favorite NBA names, Lamar Stevens, Svee Mihaliuk, O'Shea Brissett, Delano Banton. Like, really, a lot of good names joining wow, this team. Wow, really killing it. A lot of really good names. Damn. Jordan Walsh, Drew Holiday, and Kristaps Porzingis. Sean, that's a lot of names. You're doing a thing where uh, you're choosing for every team in the NBA uh, an Emmy winner for Outstanding Comedy Series. Yeah. Who are the Boston Celtics? I want you to know if you say cheers, I'm quitting the podcast. Joey. It's cheers, baby. But here, we're gonna I'm gonna defend this choice, okay? Cheers is where Kevin McHale played in a game against Gary's Old Town Tavern. He got obsessed with how many bolts were in the floor of Boston Garden because of Cliff Clavin's dumb question. But you do have the elements of cheers. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Cliff and Norm, Joey. 
They're a duo you see all the time, but in the playoffs, fucking losers. Uh, Chris Tepsprzingis, a big white hayseed, just like Woody Boyd. Uh, Derek White, fighting baldness, just like Ted Danson. Carla, Carla uh, Tortelli. I don't remember what her other last name was before. Uh, she is both Peyton Pritchard, way too short, and every single Boston fan and media member, a mean asshole. Uh, Brad Stevens is Frazier, a boring and pompous square who is constantly sexually frustrated because Brad Stevens is somehow a father of two, but also a vol cell. Uh, they switched Marcus Smart for Drew Holiday, just like Cheers switched Shelley Long for Kirstie Alley. And honestly, neither one is really that great. Uh, also, Drew is not a member of the Search of Scientology, so point for Drew. Uh, also, Ime Udoka is Sam Malone, since he is a mediocre ex-player who's now a sex addict. And writer Sam Quinn believes they both should be canceled. Uh, they used to have an annoying French guy. Uh, for Cheers, it was Henri, the French guy who was trying to steal Woody's girlfriend. And for Boston, that was Gershon Yabasele, who was mean to Dante Exum. And for a while, an eccentric millionaire took over the franchise. For Cheers, it was Robin Colcord. For the Celtics, it was Kyrie Irving. And Al Horford is coach, who is an old guy who might die right in the middle of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make Joe Mazzola, uh, BB Newworth? Um, yes, I guess yeah. it does. Wow, yeah, yeah. Lilith. Uh, her name's Lilith. Lilith, yeah. Uh, I just a real everybody... stick yeah. up her ass mean person. Um, <laughs> I also feel like, um, the Boston Celtics would steal Wade Boggs' pants. Mm-hmm. They did that one time. Um, oh, and um, and Wick Grossbeck is the guy who runs the seafood restaurant upstairs. Great. Um, all right. Uh, look, we brought on uh, the king of weird Celtics Twitter from the You Know Ball podcast, Sam Sheehan, to talk about his beloved Celtics. So here is us talking with Sam. All right. We're here with NBA baby secret himself. Uh, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend from the You Know Ball podcast from... Uh, uh twitter you love him on twitter don't we folks uh it's our friend sam sheehan to talk about the boston celtics and sam first question i have for you yes uh is is chris Porzingis already depressing you he so there's like a um he he's like um uh, a very like effective mercenary you, you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like, like instead of like instead of watching a family member um it's kind of like watching a uh you know some sort of um hired killer um dispatch the man i've made an agreement on the train with we're gonna like eliminate each other's spouses <laughs> and i've hired i've hired chris Stapps to take care of you know this this woman's husband and uh you know he does it with brutal efficiency there's no joy in it but you know the 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 um the job is getting done i so. would worry he would also kill your spouse though because he hates <laughs> women um <laughs> maybe maybe that wasn't the best analogy to be honest now that i'm thinking through it <laughs> my second question and i guess they're connected is yeah. do you, is 
Drew Holiday like methadone for Marcus Smart being gone. Because so, he's uh, similar, but not. Right. The high he's isn't a, quite as high. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's, I'd say he's more like Suboxin, to be honest. But, yeah, okay. like, you know, <laughs> it, it, you are still sort of taking care of what you need to take care of. I, I said that, like, when we traded for Drew Holiday, that it, like, it, 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 it was a balm for, like, a lot of my um, concerns I had about the team. You know, like, um, you know, we were going to have, you know, a, a gritty guard defender um, you know, but being a good defender is pretty much the only way that um, Drew and Marcus play the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, the more you watch, it's like, oh, okay, like, there's no switching involved, but, you know, he is better probably on ball. He's, he's like a better on ball defender um, than Marcus probably was, but um, I'm still a little concerned about, like, what's going to happen, like, um, when, when, like, a real coach gets a chance to do it. So, yeah, I mean, like to answer your question, I'd say it's, um, you, you know, it's it's more. He's sort of like a, um, a I'd say like a a store brand cola that's actually better. I'd say he's like the Doctor Lightning of um, <laughs> of things. You know, like where I know it it technically tastes better, but it, you know, it's just not going to hit the same as Doctor Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the I've just been so ingratiated to Doctor Pepper over the course of my Would life. Would you feel better if he dyed his hair green? <laughs> you know, I um I well, you know, he doesn't have to tie his hair green, but he does need to give himself a concussion while flopping. Mm-hmm. That was the Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Marcus thing was the ethical flopping where you flop really badly, but you also cause yourself some sort of um horrible naming injury while yeah. you're flopping mm-hmm. so it like evens out you know it's like a carbon offset right exactly yeah. a yeah. carbon tax almost a flopping tax yeah. you know like you you are allowed to flop but your skull is going to hit the hardwood at about 700 miles an hour and you're going to stumble around for a little bit that was what marcus always brought to the table and i you know i don't drew doesn't have to do that you know uh, but just it would be nice you know, mm-hmm. I, it would make me feel a little more comfortable. Um, do we do we think the NBA is really going to cut down on flopping? I don't I don't see a lot of flopping technicals happening yeah. this year. I, you know, I don't I, I feel like you can't get rid of the flop because then what are NBA media writers going to write about two thirds of the way? <laughs> but like, like you need to manufacture um, subjects for uh, arguments that everyone's getting into and thinking it might be yeah Jokic kicking the ball on defense that might be the new thing that's Zach Lowe was very agitated about that last year that's uh I mean hey it's 14 seconds back on the clock it's a lot like uh you know uh uh, you know, knocking the ball out of bounds. I think, I think you should do that probably on every possession. Would you get delay of game? Like, like what do you think would happen? Like, if you could just, just like every time a guy's like getting going by you, you just kick the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you could do that. I think <laughs> that's an amazing late game strategy, maybe. I would say that this is like, this is the kind of thing like where if Bill Belichick were in the, in the NBA, this is the kind of stuff he would do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you brought up Bill Belichick because I have a question <laughs> about Bill Belichick. Okay. Is Sam Hauser or Fast PP his favorite Boston Celtic? I think it's Luke Cornett, man. No, like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, what if, it, what if he could block a field goal like that? Just get in, get in the kicker's field of vision. Yeah. Not actually touch the kick, but, <laughs> but throw him off like that. 
I would say Luke Cornett is like the the quintessential Belichick guy in that, like, you know, he's going to play for us um, a lot of minutes. He's not particularly good, but he's also better than you think. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uh, interesting combination, to say the least. I, you know, I feel like um, this year is probably the year that the, um, you know, the, the Celtics are due to take over like in the city, like, um, you know, the Red Sox are bad. The Patriots are bad. So here in Boston, what I'm proposing, um, Bill Belichick, very close to John Shula's win record, but really struggling with it with this Pats team. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't him and Joe Missoula just swap teams for the time being? Like, Ooh. you know, let Ooh. Bill Belichick coach the Boston Celtics, get the wins record, and then he can go back to football. Mm-hmm. I think you could do well with this team. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it would be fine. And Joe Missoula um you know there's a lot of grappling um mm-hmm. in in football oh yeah yeah to, like leverage like joe mazul has been training for this his whole life um so yeah. he, he actually would be a good nfl team i feel like the, i feel like that you should be able to do that like that the coaching pool should be like citywide and you just yeah. kind of, like rotate like a rec league you know yeah because there's some guys who are just not gonna really get it done in the playoffs and I mean, it works for other cities, too, don't you think, Joey? Like, shouldn't Jason Kidd get one chance to coach the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> or, like, well, or let Bruce Bochy coach the Dallas Cowboys only in the playoffs. Like, See, he doesn't even, the say, coordinators are going to be there. Yeah. I was actually going to say, I think I'd rather see Jason Kidd coach the Texas Rangers than the Dallas Cowboys, just because uh-huh. it's very... um you know, uh, the the amount of just the 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 amount of uh, salary that the Texas Rangers <laughs> randomly spend on random guys feel like very uh, somebody kid could stuff kid could really work with yeah. spilling sodas on refs when. Uh... <laughs> well, and I could I could definitely see Mike McCarthy at the bench of uh, a Dallas Mavericks game, just oh, not making any subs for like nine or 10 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He yeah. just standing there and then calling like three timeouts in a row to ice a free throw shooter instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would like to see how Mike McCarthy and Kyrie Irving would get along. I feel like, they maybe have a few surprising things in common. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, Mike McCarthy, you know, he coached Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh-huh. Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers have a lot of, um, let's say, shared beliefs. Um, I feel like he mm-hmm. could, uh, you know, get, they could figure that out. They could work that out for sure. Speaking and those of- beliefs are called the YouTube algorithm. That is <laughs> what drives both those guys' belief systems is recommended for you. That is their philosophy. Speaking of the YouTube algorithm... Uh, and not the Boston Celtics at all, and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But did you see Rudy Gobert was also bragging about going on a darkness ro- retreat yesterday? Uh, 64 hours, I believe. <laughs> oh, Do you know God. how much Joe Rogan you can listen to in the dark over the course of 64 epi- uh, hours? Two oh episodes. God. It's exactly two episodes. <laughs> that podcast is long, is the joke that I'm making. Uh- <laughs> um, Sam, I have a question for you. You know a lot about the Celtics and the Deep State. Uh, <laughs> did the Deep State make Boston get rid of Terry Rozier because of his Osama Bin Laden tweet? 
That's a great question. I've thought a lot about this. And I mean, like a lot. <laughs> like, I, I, this is one of those ones I've like stayed up trying to connect the facts. Um, I was a lot like, um, you know, the, um, they actually thought about picking me up in this story for like season eight of Homeland. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they were going to do a comeback version about this. I ultimately decided that um, Brad Stevens, um, you know, what is, who does Brad Stevens look like? Let me just put that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he we know, we looks, know. He looks like Mayor yeah. Pete. Yeah. Mayor Pete. Yep. <laughs> Mayor Pete uh, worked for McKinsey and everyone mm-hmm. believes that he is a member of the CIA. So that's all correct. But what people don't understand is Brad Stevens is a a dark or negative clone. He is the imperfect Mayor Pete clone Mm -hmm. that they had tried to develop before um, they got all the all the mixing right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like all failures, um, they sent him to Indiana um, because he was a failed clone and, you know, put him in charge of the basketball program. But at the same time, he does have that pathological um drive to um uphold the great satan america um in the world and uh, also to tear apart um any and all of uh, great great uh, uh communist leaders mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like terry rosier so I, I believe that that is why he um sent him away and you know he also uh bred much like uh other cia operatives uh boosted by a mormon Mm-hmm. so oh yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah that's a good point basically to uh put this in more sam terminology mm-hmm. you're saying that uh brad stevens is ansem from king of hearts and <laughs> yeah. uh from kingdom hearts and uh mayor pete is xehanort <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they have like a very like liquid snake, solid snake yeah. relationship. Yeah. I would say it's so very, very much like what what's going on there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, which one? You know, one of them is evil, and the other one, uh, that's right, more kind evil. of evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, it, it's great to have Brad Stevens in charge of the front office. Um, I have to say, I do love the shadow, the the the, the Mike Zarin shadow government is, is really mm-hmm. something for this Boston Celtics team. Brad Stevens gets a lot of credit for this, and uh, my, my guy Mike Zarin is just back there having his own Celtics deep state. So yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I wanted to just quickly go through uh, how you feel about the team's vibes the vibes changes this year uh first of all does drew holiday neutralize porzingis's terrible vibes i think so i think like the thing about porzingis like i'm still trying to like get my bearings about like porzingis and like what's going on um with him because i I, obviously i've made it a you know i've personally decided for myself i will not enjoy this guy on my basketball team mm-hmm. um at the same time he also seems to be um going to be our second best player this year and will probably be the reason the celtics win the title if that happens so there's a lot of like emotional hedging that needs to go on right. um, you know psychologically for myself so you know uh, again um you know i'm finding him I- i've said that this is the yankees celtics team um you know like there is no um, everyone except for uh, Jalen and Jason went out, um, and, and Fast PP, of course. Um, 
So this is uh, just, you know, a team of uh, mercenaries and guys signed from the scrap heap. And, you know, um, I think that it really is like watching, you know, the Imperial Sardaukar. This is um, a team that is heavy favorites. Um, They would be the faceless opponents in any sports movie Mm -hmm. um, that, that, you know, like, the the small scrappy um small town team would have to defeat so you know i feel pretty good about this because the world we live in usually the bad guys win and i do think the celtics are the bad guys mm-hmm. largely understood um this year so i i do feel pretty strongly about their chances and i, I do feel like it, they're, they're just gonna do well in general so okay. uh uh one oh, okay malcolm brogdon you're one of your favorite players Mm-hmm. Uh, people say that he's a locker room lawyer. Uh, don't NBA players have the right to legal representation inside their locker rooms? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think so. Um, I think so. But, you know, where Malcolm Brogdon is sort of a, you know, Saul Goodman style um, locker room <laughs> lawyer, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best for the best. Yeah, overall. he's he's like uh, there's there's a local team uh, in the Bay Area that is called the Law Brothers, who mm-hmm. both kind of look like lawyer versions of the Canseco twins in the late 80s. <laughs> like they're really jacked and they just they just yell like we're the Law Brothers. And then like it kind of looks like they're about to make out maybe or high five so hard that their hands break. <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of like Malcolm Brogdon lawyer. I imagine like he's like sweet James. Yeah. yeah. Just like that's the LA, James, equivalent, the LA I think. equivalent. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Mark Jackson was like Jacob and Ronnie. Um, <laughs> Mark Jackson yeah. famously uh, uh, my favorite Mark Jackson story is his last year in the league. He was a backup for John Stockton in Utah, who was, I believe it was his second to last year in the league. And Uh Mark Jackson tried to start a like uh, mutiny that he should be starting point guard for the Utah Jazz (laughs) instead of John Stockton. (laughs) I mean, he is a political strategist that Mark Jackson. He is. uh, He knows what battles to fight and which ones to let go. Like uh, uh, coming out very publicly against gay marriage when his boss was gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, I want to ask you about one of my favorite weird NBA players, Svi Mikhailik. Yes, oh, Joey, awesome. give him the so Svi. <laughs> we discovered Svi uh, before the draft. Neither of us really watch college basketball. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think the first thing that Joey noticed that he was like a 19 year old college junior. Yeah, he was. Um. He went to Kansas for four years. He also played professional basketball before for two more years before getting drafted. And he's only 26 years old. Yeah, he um and and also he's um he's six five and I think his wingspan is like six feet. Yeah. Um negative wingspan. Yeah, Look, he... you can have negative wingspan kings. Kelly Olinick is one of our great mm-hmm. negative wingspan kings. Um, Blake Griffin, negative wingspan, weirdly. Yes. Um. Those are those are these are the guys that we need. I I am deeply sphe pilled. Um, yeah, I had a feeling. He, 
Yeah, these are my he he and Jordan Walsh are my guys in the deep bench. Like those are the guys like that I'm gonna want to watch play a lot of basketball. Uh-huh. Now, are they good at basketball? Irrelevant question. This this is about sparking joy. Marie Kondo would come to me and she would say, "Sam, who who sparks joy for you off of the Celtics bench?" And I would say, "Svi Mihailuk." Like, um. I think Sam Hauser is a better player. I can't think of a any scenario in which I would rather have Spee playing instead of Sam Hauser. However, I would still like to watch him play yeah. instead of Sam Hauser just for the joy of it. Like there sometimes you just have your guys, and Spee is absolutely mm-hmm. my guy. So um what he Sam also is led Eurobasket and steals. Yeah. Even <laughs> with those really? tiny arms. There's a there's an old uh uh 538 article about how uh steals are like the great uh single stat like mm-hmm. the, 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 if, if a guy gets a lot of steals that's the most important thing the most important single counting stat for an <laughs> nba success so you know if they say it it must be true so yeah sam um to well oh yeah to translate ahead, what sam is saying saying that uh svi is his favorite deep uh boston bench player it's that he supports ukraine Yes, that's um, true. And he wants yeah. to send billions of dollars over there in a proxy mm-hmm. war. Yep. Joey, uh, did, did, now, say, do you know what other? Um, I believe there's only two Ukrainian players in the NBA right now. Do you know who the other one is? No. He plays for the Sacramento Kings. Alex, is that that new guy? Alex, oh, Len. Alex Len is Ukrainian. Really? And there was another great <laughs> Boston Celtic uh, who is now an assistant coach for the Memphis Grizzlies, who's from the Ukraine. Uh, Boston Celtic center from the 90s. The 12th overall pick in the 1996 draft. Jesus Christ. Sorry, actually an early 2000s center. Um, I don't know, Sean. Uh, Vitaly Potapenko. Oh, of course, of course. course. Uh, Um, And by the way, he was a two-time Ukrainian champion. Okay, Vitaly, yeah. good job. I've I've heard enough. I think we're I think we're ready. I think I'm ready to say that Ukraine is good. I support <laughs> the Ukraine completely in any and all conflicts, and I'm sure. Um, well, I'm sure that's the number one priority is to give money to Ukraine right now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Vitaly Potapenko's intense lobbying. We efforts. should give it to him directly. We should give it to Vitaly <laughs> Potapenko directly. Um, he knows what to do. <laughs> Uh, and for those of you wondering, all three of us definitely have the Ukrainian flag emoji in our Twitter handle names. Don't worry. Um, you can't see it, but I'm wearing, um, I'm wearing, uh, as always, I'm wearing, um, blue top, yellow bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, uh, you know, just to say that I, uh, I actually donate all of my money. I, they just have access to my Amex. Um, yeah. so I'm actually giving, I'm actually giving money right now as we speak. All of my money from daily fantasy bets goes directly to uh, the Ukraine. I'm gonna, this, yeah. I'm gonna end this war um, picking Bijan Robinson yards overs. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I just, I just think as a comedian, it makes me think that I can become the president, much like Robin Williams in the satirical film Man of the Year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of daily fantasy, a friend of mine who knows nothing about sports has uh, created an amazing scam 
where mm. she signs up for as many daily fantasy websites as possible for the $100 match uh, mm. when you sign up as a new user. Then she just picks any over under randomly and uses that $100 to bet the over and the under. <laughs> and then cashes out the cashes $50. That's amazing. That's amazing. Joey, what NBA team do you feel like is running their team closest to that strategy? <laughs> oh, great question. Um, I mean, it honestly might be the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like, we will take on any money, and we yeah. will give you three second-round picks if you'll take Cameron Payne off our hands. <laughs> also, we would like to sign Eric Gordon, and we're trading DeAndre Ayton for an old man with really <laughs> terrible injuries because we want to win now, but also money's no object except – we got to stay out of the second apron. <laughs> Wait, did you guys see that thing that was going around of the big promotional like billboard in Phoenix where it's just there's Durant is just not on it. It's got like five players on it. And, like, Durant is not one of them. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> I remember there was, oh yeah, there was a really good poster during um, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets Galacticos era where they had like, these but it was it was just a space designed for four photos so it was like kevin durant taking a shot kyrie irving dribbling james harden at the rim and then jeff green <laughs> like i don't know if it was like a thunder thing but it was such a weird choice <laughs> it's like you guys have like nick clax there were some other players yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> They, the, the Nets have always been like very well, just also ever since they've been in Brooklyn, they've just been a, a, like just a churn of players. Yeah, they, they've never had like a player on, like on the team for like longer than like four years. So like <laughs> like everyone, like all the promotional stuff, I always used to go to all the games and it's just like I have so many like different like, like just deep cuts it's like oh i've got my sean livingston uh promotional fucking yeah. program it mean, was like he played for the nets and i'm like yeah like I, again <laughs> like a second time yeah they they had a clearance sale once uh like right after the garnett super team era didn't work and so everything was like four dollars so i have a chris humphreys jersey I have a KG jersey that just says big ticket on the back. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, I was, I was dating a mom. You sent me the greatest Joe yeah, Johnson yeah, yeah. t-shirt of all time. Where it kind of looks like he died. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and um, I, was, I was dating a, a woman who had two sons. And I was like, well, I'm going to get these guys a lot of net stuff. And at one point... Um, they were at their dad's for a week and, and, and she got a call and was like, why is my son like Darren Williams now? <laughs> that's like the, the one of the meanest things you could do to a guy. Is, uh, that, that's like that's like uh, made him more mad than um, dating his, his yeah, ex-wife. Yeah. Is giving his children net scare. Like, yeah, that is actually like draw, a, a horror. I gotta draw the line somewhere. <laughs> My son will not like Mason Plumley. Yeah. Um. 
He thinks Joe Harris is the greatest shooter <laughs> in NBA history. This is just this I can't stand for this. Come on now. That's why Joe Harris had to go. He was he was there too long. Simply it's like it. it's like five seconds. Well, they know? were really they were really worried he was gonna break one of Brooke Lopez's records, which yeah, have to stand for yeah. an eternity. Sam, um, do you remember what uh, Brooke Lopez's nickname was on his nickname jersey? Um. Oh no, I should remember this, but I don't. Um, you're gonna say it. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go crazy. It just said Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Brooklyn. That was all of. I don't know. Something about Brooklyn. I don't know. Like they might have a good marketing team, but just for some reason, everything they do seems like like um fucking. Job from Arrested Development, <laughs> the marketing team there, like, like it just it seems bad and wrong. Like, like the Brooklyn Net just seems like he was designed by the by the Arrested Development characters all getting together yeah. and designing a, a mascot, and then getting rid of him is uh, even worse. Oh, by the way, this is no slander to the Brooklyn Nets, which is actually uh, that that's the only thing they got right. Respect, I respect the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, I actually sent Sean a very I think a very good take the -hmm. other night about the Nets which is my prediction is Mm -hmm. Trey Young will be a Net in two years (laughs) (laughs) it like it kind of hurt my feelings how he was accurately predicting the future like that Uh, it's weird They're, they're so active and the Nets have some of the great the greatest trades of the last 20 years and the worst ones and like yes. three of each yes yes yeah, it's like let's say like the gerald wallace trade is like one of the worst trades maybe yeah. of all time but one uh-huh. of the great quotes about a trade which is we looked at the draft and we don't think anybody in the top five of this draft is good yeah 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 that rules it's so good and it was like a year before the <laughs> yeah and well also anthony davis was the number one pick that year i believe right yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was dame lillard's draft like, yeah 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 oh my god dude oh, so good uh oh yeah uh oh sam um the big news this off, other big i guess there was so much big news in the offseason but <laughs> what uh what the Celtics did was they they locked up Jalen Brown for he signed for six more years yeah. that is going to settle all the questions about Jalen Brown's fit and whether he's going to get traded right we're not going to hear about that again i'm i'm sure um you know i i i just know for a fact um it's definitely not going to come up in the playoffs again um mm-hmm. he's definitely not the guy everyone's going to blame if mm-hmm. uh if they don't win the title this year um and uh yeah they're definitely um not going to trade him uh literally next year mm-hmm. because um I'm sorry. I, the the Celtics are acting like they're going to spend. They're very much over the tax. They spent a lot of money this off season. They're going to have one of the highest, like they're in Balmer Lake of territory right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my stance on that is I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think the plan is after, if, if it ends badly, I think Jalen Brown is the next guy to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Well, money. 
getting big money stops you from dribbling the ball off your foot every time, every other time you dribble, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, did you did you guys see the video of the Celtics media team posting? And they've got to know better than this man. And they're and it was like a Jalen Brown video, and it was like something on something like putting in work, uh, arm flexing emoji. And it was Jalen going left, the coaching staff making Jalen go left, and it looked like me dribbling, man. Like, it was so bad. And everyone was like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? So, I, I, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, It doesn't seem like he worked on it. Um, luckily, there's no way they'll play the Miami Heat in the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, this never. is fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, I guess it's time to talk about Jason Tatum because we haven't mentioned him. Yeah. Uh, how old is he <laughs> it's now? A very 12? efficient preview. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's uh, he's uh, twenty. Yeah, he's he's got to be what? Yeah, maybe maybe six. Maybe yeah, he's six. six, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, obviously can't drink yet. Um, I'm so fascinated by Jason Tatum, man, because he is like the perfect like the number six star player like he really is like right on the border of like if this guy's your best player you probably can't win a championship Mm -hmm. but he's like the better than every other guy who is like that Mm -hmm. so it's like you know you you need to put you know that's why they have this like ultra loaded team around him like in the hopes that like okay this is when we like detroit pistons our way to um being one of the only teams that like doesn't have a top five player. And I say yeah. that all because it, it makes me mad because I really do think Jason Tatum could like straight up be an MVP, but like he just can't shoot anymore. I don't know if you guys have ever watched like tape, like after watching Jason Tatum, like current day Jason Tatum, if you go back and like look at him when he's like 19, mm-hmm. it's like alarming how much smoother yeah. and better the shot is. <laughs> and like, He's basically turned himself into like small Giannis now where he's like just a demon at the rim who like draws contact and always finishes, but like now can't shoot. So it's like, it's a very weird career trajectory for him. It's (laughs) like like if he were like a, an RPG character who like started the game with high skill with like a high shooting stat, but then chose some some stat to make his passing like 10 times better but that reduced his shooting back to zero yeah right. he like respect he, he yeah like, he like went to the guy he went to withers in Baldur's gate yeah and classes. like like he fucking he, he went from he went from he went from wizard to fighter like yeah. like to berserker like yeah. he re, he he reclassed on the fly like and I don't know like I again um everyone that says I'm like too mean to him like all Celtics fans all the other Celtics fans get mad at me everybody else and like and last year when he was good I was like no he's MVP right now but like I really do think that like everyone blames Marcus Smart for the Celtics not getting over the hump it's like. Jason Tatum just is not consistent enough. Like that um Celtics fans love to yeah. trot out like Jason Tatum's like averages mm-hmm. in like elimination games because they're all like really good. And I'm like, okay, how about before we get to the elimination game? Yeah. <laughs> what Celtics love to do is be down like three one or three two to their fucking opponent. So yeah. you have to play well in these elimination games or you're going to lose. 
So, you know, like, again, just the, the consistency there, the Celtics can never just, like, euthanize a team. Like yeah, the Hawks it's were always good, six games, yeah. Yes, yeah. like, the Hawks last year were not a good team. I think Quinn Snyder's – I think they're going to be better than a lot of people expect this year, and I think Quinn Snyder's a good coach. But, like, there's no no world where that series should have gone six games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was starting to get alarmed. Like, they really needed Derek White to be almost perfect in that series – like he was the one who like carried them too. It wasn't really Jason uh, Tatum or Jalen Brown either. So I, I don't know. It's that that's the thing with this Celtics team is it's like, okay, you have all this talent. Now you have this coach. I think there's no doubt that the Celtics are the most talented team in the NBA, definitely for like a top six, but what is that going to mean when you're still your high end talent is still not, you know, Jokic, Giannis, level you know yeah well it's a weird they've put tatum in a weird and brown like Mm -hmm. in sort of a weird position now where it's like they still don't really have guys who dribble um yeah like (laughs) and so they're they're forcing these guys they're forcing these guys whose problem is that they dribble and turn the ball over to yeah. dribble and turn the ball over more. It's yeah, they're like, weird. don't worry, guys. Marcus Smart was not doing great. He was just really defense focused. Here's Jeru Holiday instead. <laughs> yeah. And actually, we're getting rid of uh, the other point guard. Is that okay? Uh... <laughs> so a lot of Celtics fans like love Derek White a lot, and like I, I like Derek White a lot too. He's a very good player, but like. Mm-hmm. There is like a little bit of like wish casting about like what Derek White can do, like mm-hmm. like that Derek White was being held back from like a, you know, a, like a, a near all star leap because like we we were just playing Marcus Smart because he had, uh-huh. like, you know, uh, blackmail um, uh, materials or something. <laughs> I, like, and I will say like Derek White is you know I have been pleasantly surprised in the early. Um, Derek White with the space that Porzingis brings has done like a pretty good job, a better job creating than I thought, but mm-hmm. I still think it's going to be an issue in the playoffs. Like I still do think that that is going to be, you know, I mean, sort have, of yeah. the weird thing about Derek White is like, he's going to shoot 60% for one month and then 30% yes. for yes. two months. And there's no telling when that yeah. month is going to be. <laughs> Right. I mean, he was incredible in the playoffs, but I just then, don't. But then the, the playoffs before that, do you guys know what his true shooting percentage was? The playoffs before that, just no. Off the top of your head, I'm gonna look this up while you you make your point, Sean. Because okay, yeah, I put this on. on uh, there is this idea that he's yeah, like he was being held back, and that he's finally gonna have a chance to to play point guard, but he's gonna be playing like five more minutes a game, maybe. Like he, he was already playing a lot of minutes and he's like 28 years old. It's not like he hasn't had a chance to play point guard before. Just like, anyway, it, I think he, I also think he's good. Yeah. I love Derek White. But, but, but also it's not like there was a conspiracy keeping him from playing point guard for the first, you know, six years of his career. Although he did, I mean, there was a conspiracy maybe keeping him out of college basketball for some reason. I don't know why (laughs) this guy like couldn't get a scholarship for years, but uh, Um, anyway, I, I, and again, I think he's good, (laughs) but. So Derek white last year in the playoffs, true shooting percentage of 67.1. 
Um, outstanding, amazing, incredible. Um, last year, or the uh, the year before, when the Boston Celtics made the finals and just needed anyone to make any shot at any point in time, Derek White, 49.4 true percentage. Well, he had Jordan Poole guarding him in the finals. So, yeah, and when you get a lockdown, <laughs> Mr. Baddies himself. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Derek a lot, but I just like. I don't know. Everyone, everyone gets mad at Marcus. I, I'm just a Marcus stand, so it's impossible for me to be impartial about this. But like, everyone is like obsessed with how bad Marcus was in the regular season, and there's no way, there's no way around it. He was not good in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I also just don't care about that. <laughs> the regular season just does. If you're a certain caliber of team, the regular season really does not matter. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So hey, Adam Silver I, is going to suspend you. You're not eligible for <laughs> NBA potties. Uh, the, po- the podcast awards, the pod. Is not, not however, no, I, however, Adam, call me up. I because I am I've come around on the in season tournament. I'm actually going to be a huge in season tournament head. I'm going to be very mad if the Celtics blow any of the group stages games. If I have to see Richard Jefferson explain to me what the NBA in season tournament is again, though, I'm going to blow my brains out. Could we have picked a different person? <laughs> I a want more serious. I yeah. want Steve Javi in his lost hole telling me about what the in-season tournament is. <laughs> I've got it. We need we need Jeff Teague. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Jeff Teague is Jeff too Teague good. explaining it to me. Yeah, like Jeff Teague. I, by the way, ESPN needs to hire Jeff Teague like tomorrow. Jeff, and just Jeff pay Teague. the FCC fines. Let him say yeah, exactly. Yeah, anything. let him cook. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> no, do but not. I mean, that's do not rope that that wild horse. Let him yeah. run. <laughs> let him. He, run. he could potentially be the Bob Euchre of basketball. Yeah. There's no other NBA player who's like, yeah, I kind of sucked, and yeah. all we had was like Paul Shirley for a year and a half before he somehow became like an alt right icon. Yeah, you remember that era, Sam? You might be too young for that, but uh, Paul Shirley made a a hard turn uh, politically. <laughs> It was like, yeah, this guy's a really amusing 12th man. And then it's like, oh, he's got some ideas. Yeah, about, about race. women and race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the Glenn Greenwald of uh, sports. <laughs> um, All right. Sean, what's our over-under number for the Celtics? Oh, great. Our over-under number for the Celtics. Give me just a second. From our friends at covers.com. The over-under is 55 and a half. It's a high 55 number. and a half. Um, that's really high. I will uh, be taking the over. <laughs> are you taking the I, over? I am taking the over. Um, okay. I do think I do think this Celtics team is going to be a little bit of a terminator, even if Porzingis goes down. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what you're betting against here is yes. Porzingis. I think when Porzingis plays, based on what I've seen in the preseason, my estimation is the Celtics are going to be really good. They're going to be really good. So you're really doing a, a Porzingis health bet um, on this one. Yes. And they won 57 last year, Joey. The East is really bad. I don't trust Porzingis to play more than 40 games. I still am going to take the over, though. Hey, breaking news. 
Washington Wizards forward Denny Avdia has agreed to a four-year, $55 million contract extension. Wow. Uh, Ted Leonsis, uh, it's finally some good news for Israel. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. He, they couldn't even get him. They couldn't even get him Grant Williams money. That's tough. Yeah. Um, oh, I have I have one quick question, Sam. I'm well, sorry. Sean, pick an over or an under. Oh, first. sorry. Uh, I'm going to go under to be different. I think they're yeah. about a 55. They could actually win 60 games. I just uh, they're just they they're a better regular season team than they are a playoff team too. Mm-hmm. So I think that might uh, I think they might be uh, very scary to play all year. But I'm going to pick under because uh, you guys picked over and. <laughs> More fun this way. I think they're about a 55 win team. So I'm yeah. gonna say 54. No, I'm not actually I think they're a 55 win team. That's my that's my prediction. <laughs> okay. 55 wins. Perfect. Um finally, uh Derek White shaved his head this year mm-hmm. pretty much because inside the NBA made fun of his hair for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh is that the worst bullying in the NBA uh in recent history? Like, shouldn't you just be able to have weird hair? Like who cares if you're balding? Why yeah. do you have to shave your head just because you're balding? That's all. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, there's there there have been some um worse incidents of um bullying, for example, um the idea of the Harden fat suit. Um <laughs> when when really James Harden, all all he is is he's just a uh, a weight cutting king. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, James Harden works extremely hard to put, put on and take off, um, weight. And I, I, you know, I, I think that we're doing him a disservice by, um, not recognizing how dedicated he is to making the teams he doesn't want to play for anymore uncomfortable. Like he's not just throwing on some suit. He's, he's really working for it, man. Like, uh, you know, let him cook. So that I think that's probably the worst, the worst instance of it. That I, I would um, think the worst instance of bullying is Draymond Green punching Jordan Bull in the face. <laughs> you know, the literal bullying, the physical bullying incident. To the yeah. point where it uh completely destroyed a team that won a championship the year before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But luckily, Draymond Green had all year to take. Jordan pull out to dinner and clear the air. So it was fine, right, Joey? Uh, no, he kept refusing, actually. Oh, oh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's not that big a deal, though, because it's not like anyone saw it, right? If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. Sparked by the leak of the video, the incident did blow up. It went viral. Oh, no, Ooh, it actually I... went, viral. It went viral. Oh, no. It did, it did blow up. <laughs> I just, you know, something that always rubs me the wrong way. Like, yeah, Draymond, you assaulted, punched the TV in the face. Like, what we don't understand, what's the bigger crime here? Why did why did that get leaked? You know, why yeah. why did someone leak that? Mm-hmm. Why did someone uh, share footage uh, of a crime? <laughs> um, that is... You know, narc behavior. Definitely the most troubling thing that someone. Yeah, yeah, I would. They should investigate that, not the punch itself. Um, Do do you guys remember that when, like, in the Warriors presser, that was of course they were talking about Detective Joe Lego on the case. And I was like, uh, "What the fuck? Like, you guys can like 
say that don't tell everyone at the press conference <laughs> that's what you're worried about yeah like I, we, we're into intimidating witnesses over here yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whistle we will find this whistleblower and stomp him out there's like gonna a be blow. a rico case against the worst <laughs> season i mean in hindsight to me the funniest thing about that is basically Two or three months before Kevin Durant and Draymond had like sat down and had a big conversation where they were like, the reason I left is because they suspended you for yelling at me. So then the Warriors Draymond does something actually bad. And they were like, well, we can't suspend him. Look at what they said on that podcast. <laughs> yeah, come on. No way. The Warriors rule, man. Um, I also, I also think there's a decent chance the Warriors uh, win the West this year. It would be very funny. Um, One last I mean, ride. The Dominic Toretto, Steph Curry season. Look, <laughs> uh, look, a lot of people have, uh, been not on the Jonathan Kaminga train, but he's been um, awesome. So that would mm -hmm. certainly help having he's a giant, there. fast, athletic man who uh, plays defense and scores. Um, anyway, Sam, thank you so much for coming on. You that know, was... ball podcast. Listen to it. Uh, join their Patreon to hear yeah. us on an episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very important. Easy Too hot for TV. Yeah, it was. It's, it's uh, it, it's a, it's definitely. Let me just say that is worth the Patreon price in itself. Uh, easily the best podcast I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. I really, Thanks of for course, being on, we'll Sam. have you on soon, Sam. Again. Uh, right. uh, right. Peace, fellas. Follow him everyone. on Twitter at NBA Baby Secret. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, just just remember, um, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Sean. Um, we all took the over at fifty five and a half. The Philadelphia Sixers last year went fifty four and twenty eight. Good for third in the East. They swept the Nets. They lost to Boston uh, four to three. They were fourth in offense, eighth in defense. Uh, they got rid of Shake Milton, Georges Nyang, Jalen McDaniels, Lewis King, and Dunk Champ Mac McClung. But don't worry, they brought in a, a strange list of people: David uh -huh. Duke Jr. from the yeah. KKK, uh -huh. Mo Bamba, Philippe Petrusev, Danny Green, Patrick Beverly, and Kelly Oubre. I think they should call David Duke Jr. the Grand Wizard Mamba. Um, Sean, by the which... way, by the way, I actually took the under for the Celtics to be different. Oh, you. sorry, my we bad. We recorded um, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I didn't put it on the document. Uh, Sean, you also forgot to uh, to add. They added a new rhythm guitarist in Nick Nurse. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> um. Sean, which outstanding comedy series Emmy winner are the Philadelphia 76ers? They are 30 Rock, Joey. They're good. They are definitely good. They've been good for years. But maybe, maybe, Joey, they're a little clever, too clever for their own good. Uh, they've got a star who is kind of corny. He is funny, but not always on purpose. Uh, Tracy Jordan, just like Tracy Morgan, canonically has diabetes. And Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid almost gave himself diabetes by drinking so many Shirley Temples. 
Uh, Daryl Morey and Liz Lemon are both theater dorks. They're both inordinately proud of putting together a mediocre product that seems constantly on the verge of being canceled or retooled and blown up. Uh, James Harden and Jenna Maroney are both divas who threaten to quit all the time and need constant attention. Uh, Josh Harris is Jack Donahue. That's the Alec Baldwin character, a rich Republican who doesn't care at all about the team he inherited because he wants to knock down Chinatown to make an arena complex or build see-through dishwashers or some other Republican bullshit. Uh, there's different stars that come in every season, but you're not always really sure what the point is sometimes. They get a huge amount of media attention given their popularity. Uh, they had a character named Josh for a few seasons who was quietly written out or quit like Ben Simmons. And finally, Joey, the Sam Hinkie figure, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Aaron Sorkin famously was not allowed to visit Saturday Night Live because Tina Fey was making 30 Rock to come out the same year. Uh, Sam Hinkie also seems like the kind of guy who thinks ending a pilot episode with a Gilbert and Sullivan parody in 2006 is a sign of genius, uh, which also makes uh, Jerry Colangelo Lord Lord Michaels. Mm-hmm. I would also say I think Dr. Spaceman is the one who almost killed Zaire Smith by not knowing <laughs> that he was allergic to sesame seeds or whatever. Yeah. Um, Ruined his NBA career. But they also <laughs> the good thing is that not only did they almost kill Zaire Smith, they also gave away Mikhail Bridges for the purpose of ending that man's NBA career. Mm hmm um questions sean i guess it's the question yeah. on everybody's mind how does this harden thing end um with him getting traded to the clippers right i think yeah i mean that's that that is what's gonna happen i think ultimately it ends on him uh losing dancing with the stars very early i mean i also frankly think this ends just like everything like this ends when someone takes a hard line, be it uh, Don Nelson and Chris Webber or uh, I don't know, other. It's going to end with uh, Joel Embiid getting traded and this team exploding. Um, yep. Yep. He's going to the Knicks, fat friends. <laughs> Sean, if. Ben Simmons has a good year in Brooklyn, which it actually uh -huh. appears like he's going to based on he's, how he, he's not. But but I will. But based on how the preseason has been going, he uh -huh. like uh, and James Harden gets traded to the Clippers for a package surrounding Terrence Mann. Mm -hmm. Do we have to like watch our Philadelphia fan friends carefully? Like, do we need to check in? <laughs> On Trill Bro, dude, hourly. Uh, it depends on how um, the Phillies do in Game Seven. If if Ben Simmons gets a triple double on opening night while James Harden is still missing in action, and the Philadelphia Phillies blow a three-two lead to the Arizona Diamondbacks, mm -hmm. uh, we're we're just gonna need to like ship a bunch of. Um, Jason Kelsey jerseys and then inside the Jason Kelsey's jerseys are uh tasty cakes and Wawa sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Check in on the Philadelphia. Hokies. They're not called yeah. sandwiches there, Sean. Oh, sorry, they're hokies. You already offended them. Jesus. I um, you know what? 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and and the other thing is that all of actually, I guess Philadelphia doesn't necessarily claim Villanova University, but it has to be tough that uh, we'll talk about Villanova North in a little bit. But uh, that can't that can't be great for Philly either. Yeah. So um, all, the, all their brotherly lovers playing elsewhere. Sean, they cut yeah. Mo, Mo, uh, Montrez Harrell. So. Yes. They have Joe Embiid, Mo Bamba, Paul Reed, Dwayne Dedman, Philip Petrusev. Mm-hmm. Is six centers enough for this? I team? mean, they need they need to add somebody to replace Montrez. And I guess I guess they the, also uh, have PJ Tucker, who also plays center a lot. Uh, uh, he does. Famously. He does. Yeah. Still not enough. Still not enough. Uh, there's there's some guys out there. I'm gonna say maybe Nerlens Noel could make a triumphant return. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Um. And, you know, bring them all back. Jaleel Okafor, he's probably not working right now, right? <laughs> get all the get all the hinky boys back. Mm-hmm. It's weird they have so many centers, right? Yes, but also like, yeah, it's Mo not Bamba, that weird. But also, it's not that weird because Joel Embiid is hurt a lot. Um, yeah, but like <laughs> they're like, yeah, Mo Bamba and Paul Reed playing power forward. Like, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work really. I don't know, um, especially because the power forward on this team should be Tobias Harris. Yeah, well, uh, that is the other problem. That's actually they're the bigger like, problem. His entire career, people are just trying to stack people at the four ahead of him, and he's kind of like, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel bad for him. He's done pretty well for himself. He was amazing in Hustle. He's got a great movie career already. Uh, gonna get, he's he's gonna be in Just Right too, Joey. Even oh, writer, yeah. <laughs> it's weird they're making just right too, but uh... yeah, I mean it, it's, it's going to be a good project. <laughs> it's going to be on Pluto TV. Um, Sean, if you Google just right too, there are a lot of uh, there in 2018, Common and Queen Latifah hinted at a sequel to Just Right. So it's you joke, but it could happen. Um, I mean, Common, I mean, he's always working. But now that he has retired from the NBA celebrity game when he mm-hmm. finally won the MVP, he has plenty of time. Well, and also he knows those drones. They can write the script mm-hmm. for Just Right mm-hmm. 2, those AI drones. <laughs> um, Sean... Do you think yeah. Joel Embiid is going to like Daryl Morey's plan of uh, adding two max contracts for next summer? Uh, no, I don't think he likes it. Why? Why? Why not? Uh, because it requires him again having a guy sit out an entire season. I don't think Joel Embiid is like, I got plenty of time in my prime. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the sense that he's like, any time in the next eight years, I can contend is fine. Focus on the long range, Daryl. Well, also, (laughs) who who does he think he's going to add? Because to do that, he already (laughs) has to let DeAnthony Melton and Tobias Harris go. Yes, Um, and that's why Tobias Harris was untouchable. But yeah, yeah. it's the it's basically the Harden and well, yeah, every free agent does gets renounced, and then uh, Harden and Harris slots, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, I think one of them is maybe not a full max, but 
whatever. You have to really want to come to Philadelphia, play for Nick Nurse and Daryl Morian with Joel Embiid. So, mm-hmm. so that uh, cuts out Pascal Siakam already. The best. I don't think Pascal Siakam is is going to to go for a re-nursing. No. Yeah. No. I um, think. Um, so Buddy Healed, I guess. Buddy Healed is available. Clay Thompson is theoretically available, but I don't. Uh-huh. I, I don't really think he's going to be available. Like. They'll figure it out one way or another with the Warriors, but uh oh yeah, Clay Thompson, uh uh Sean Saranya, by the way, reported they were at a dead point in their negotiations. Do you know what dead point means? No. It's a spot where like a heavy object balances. Shams right. doesn't know words. Um uh-huh. so here's some here's here's some big uh other free agents, Joey. Get excited about. Uh they could they could give a max to Royce O'Neal. Uh-huh. I mean, that uh, does seem like the kind of guy Daryl Morey wants to sign. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go for what they're the high by highest salary now. Okay. Um. Well, the two two the two highest salaries of a uh, free agent coming up, uh, besides Clay Thompson, are Tobias Harris and James and Buddy Healed. Well, yeah, yeah, and Buddy Healed too. I uh, guess there's Kyle Lowry's available. Uh-huh. He's from Philadelphia. He was also in the movie Hustle. So they that's also one of the opted not to sign him already. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh Demar DeRozan, they could add Demar with Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh Mike Conley. You is know there who makes... anyone who's not a hundred years old? Uh Joe Harris is only 32. Uh-huh. Okay, great. They could they could, you know, I don't know. Are they allowed? Do they get like two and a half maxes if part of it goes to Spencer Dinwiddie? And it's in Bitcoin. That is absolutely who they're going to sign, isn't it? Uh, I actually think it's the next guy on this list, D'Angelo Russell. No, there you go. D'Angelo's not like uh, he's not um, analytically enough. He's like too much of a hooper. It's going to be okay. Buddy Heald and Spencer Dinwiddie. I guarantee no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> there's there's another guy they could bring in that's pretty enticing, Joey, and he's actually only. 25 years old right now here's my thought max contract or markel fultz oh my god um (laughs) and then bring back robert covington too just just go back in time with all those guys bring back dario bring back covington bring back fultz um sean which 76er is going to hate kelly Oubre the most Ooh. This is a good question. Um, uh, PJ Tucker. Oh no, PJ Tucker's gonna like him actually. Yeah, no, um, those those two will get along. Never for mind. Sure. That was that was absolutely the wrong answer. Let me look at the roster real fast. Um, who was going? To God, hate? did you know Google is so broken? If you Google 76ers roster, Ben Simmons is still the first name that comes <laughs> up. Um. <laughs> um. Okay, I think the guy who is gonna hate him the most is the man who's been demanding a trade for four years work mm-hmm. on Corkmoss. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, I actually think it's Patrick Beverly. Yeah, that was my that was my second choice. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna go well, Joey. I think I have bad vibes about this team. I think this team mm-hmm. is I mean let's just do it. Over under 49 and a half, Sean. Under. I'm also taking the under. I think we're in for a rough year in Philadelphia. Let's just say that. 
Um, well, it's it's I, there's a couple of reasons. Like, okay, the team is weird and doesn't really fit together. Um, yeah, there's Maxie's a lot of like, good. We should mention Maxie's that. Good. Yeah, but they also <laughs> but they've also like didn't extend him, and now he's a restricted free agent. So now that's automatically weird. Even though the reason is the extra maxes, that still sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's never, like, a great idea to do that to one of your players. Like, I even think when the Spurs did that to Kawhi to preserve cap space, mm-hmm. I think that probably didn't help his relationship with the Spurs. You know what I mean? Like, they still gave him a max and everything, but uh, I wonder if that uh, maybe makes you start doubting the situation. Like, we're going to actually, like, we could give you this money, but uh, we're going to bet against you for a year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll do it. But he did get to play with LaMarcus Aldridge, and that is priceless. So why am I being mean to Marcus and Jamarcus Aldridge? And I'm I don't Jamarcus know. Jamarcus Aldridge. Um, all right, let's uh let's yeah, move yeah. on to the Knicks. Uh last year they went 47 and 35, good for fifth in the East. They beat Cleveland four to one, then lost to the Heat four to two. Nineteenth in defense, surprising for a Tibbs team. Uh-huh. And third in offense, also surprising for a Tibbs team. <laughs> <laughs> they finally jettison Derek Rose. Unfortunately, they had to get rid of Obi Toppin, Trevor Keels, and Isaiah Roby. But they're bringing in Dante DiVincenzo, Dylan Windler, Charlie Brown Jr., Jacob Toppin, and Ryan Archie Diacono. That's right. Tibbs can't quit him. It's his son. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It, it's weird that he actually didn't play for Tibbs in Chicago because he's the most Tibbsy guy. Yeah. I was positive he had, and then I... No, he was a Boylan man. Ryan Archie Diacono was a Boylan Boylan's bro. Um, can, I, can I, yeah. can I t- ask a weird question, though? Sure. So, Obi Toppin seemed like pretty unhappy in New mm-hmm. York, and they... they Why did they draft a, his brother? Well, they'd give him a two-way. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like... They're like, we want something that's like you, but not you. Um, it's weird, for sure. Um, Sean, which outstanding comedy series Emmy winner are they? Joey, we've been waiting for this one. I had to save it. It's The Cosby Show. Oh, no. Look, Joey, this is a great collection of young, diverse talent, all thriving when they get opportunities that have been denied them other places in the industry. But lurking behind it all is a man who's secretly an evil, evil creep, Joey. He's a sympathizer to sexual abusers. A man who would kick his fictional daughter off a hit show just for having a baby with Lenny Kravitz. Just like he'd kick a beloved power forward out of his arena for standing up for himself against a maniacal security guard. A man who would use drugs or robots for sexual purposes. And a man who is in love with lawyers, just like... Claire Huxtable's Mm -hmm. profession. Uh, The Knicks fill their roster with players from Villanova. Bill Cosby filled his supporting characters with up-and-coming New York City comedians. Joey, did you know that Adam Sandler plays one of Theo's friends? I did not. He's a hooper. He comes in and he's like, I am Dr. Huxtable. Well, what do you think Theo should do? (laughs) It's great. Uh, The Garden 
like Theo's bedroom, is often infested with cockroaches. Mm -hmm. And like Sandra's husband, Eldon, Sandra, the oldest sexual child, Tom Thibodeau would feel much more comfortable if he were simply working in a wilderness store. Mm-hmm. While it's a fun team to watch, Joey, it's hard to ignore that the man behind it all deserves to go to prison for life, even if he is obsessed with doing unexpected musical performances, either lip syncing to jazz music or playing kazoos, paying tribute to and or ripping off traditional black music. This would be a perfect fit, Joey, if when Rudy and Peter, the fat kid down the street, tried to make jelly using Cliff Huxtable's new juicer, they were making honey instead. Joey, because honey... It'll sting you too. Hold on. I didn't. <laughs> you needed to warn me that I needed to get this drop ready. Where well, I just it? wanted to say it. You don't have to really play <laughs> oh, it if you don't. No, want. I have to play it. Because <laughs> bees can give you honey. But honey, they can sting you too. That's right. James Dolan, Bill Cosby, according to Sean, are the same. James, when you sue Sean, uh, he said it, not me. <laughs> um, to hit, the, those I didn't are say his, anyone's name here. Those are his. Um, <laughs> those are uh, his. The, the, he does not represent Round Ball Rock, the corporation. I, ne- I never said anyone's um, <laughs> name. That could have been anyone I was talking about there. Um. Sean, first question. Uh-huh. Will old Jim Dolan remain distracted by the spear enough that the Knicks can continue without his meddling? My over-under bet is based on a yes on this because uh, the sphere ain't slowing down. I saw someone who, I know someone who went to the sphere. They said it was amazing to see you two. Uh, it is really expensive to see that show. I know. I, I kind of wanted to go just to go, but not for like five hundred dollars um yeah i would like to go to the sphere but again i would like to not see you too or darren aronofsky um so oh i'm, I'm very into seeing you too specifically at the sphere. <laughs> okay i'll, fair I'll say that right now yeah <laughs> uh sean related who's bono's favorite new york nick Ooh. um i think it was cam reddish because he's just like oh the rhymes i could make Mm-hmm. Um, I think he likes um, Emmanuel quickly because he thinks it's more of a um, religious name, and that's was actually what he wanted to name the song. I will follow initially, mm-hmm. but with an E, not an I. But yeah, uh, Emmanuel Sean, quickly. Yeah, just, while just, you bring up, while you bring up the song, I will follow. Uh-huh. Um, do you know the the classic replacement song "Kids Don't, Kids follow? Don't follow"? Yes. Yeah. Do, do you know that that's that was written because Paul Westerberg saw you two, <laughs> and was so grossed out by them, he re- decided to write that song. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did know. I did know that. Uh, very funny. All right. Um, <laughs> Sean, is this team going to make a big offer for Michael Bridges to get another Villanova guy? Uh, I think yes, but I don't think I think the Nets just would not make a deal with the Knicks, like no matter what. Um, also, I guess he could get to the point where he would sort of leverage that. But I yeah, I don't know. Also, is it weird that there is we all made fun of Michael Jordan for just drafting North Carolina guys? Yeah, but now the Knicks are just 
adding Villanova guys constantly. Yeah, they have. But it's working. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the. Yeah, it's. uh, They seem good. Well, and and then you look at the team and you're like, actually, McDill Bridges would be a pretty good fit with these guys. I mean, it was a very good team. Um, Yeah. I feel like bringing Archie Diacono back is the funniest move because they had to trade him to get Josh Hart. Yeah. Just for like ballast. And it's just great that he came right back. So um, I think he's the oldest of those guys. But the guys who were like the most outstanding player in the tournament, I think it's Archie Diacono and DiVincenzo. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's wild. Villanova North, baby. Do you think is Jay Wright going to just get on the payroll? Do you think? No, because Rick Brunson's already there on the payroll. Um, you know, they have to keep yeah, Rick Brunson need, forever because they got they his son. one dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, RJ Barrett, let's talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's 23 now. Yes. Is this the year he can, is this his Andrew, Andrew Wiggins leap year? Can he be the Maple Mamba? So. I think, or will he continue being Yukon Harrison Barnes? It's <laughs> really good. He went to Duke, though. Um, uh, he, uh, I, I feel like he's okay. So remember when Andrew Wiggins started rebounding? Do you remember mm-hmm. what the explanation was? Uh, he thought it was going to be hard, and then it turned out it was easy. Yeah, the, the RJ Barrett needs to just have a talk with uh, his. Canadian uh, brother about that because he's not like bad. And actually I kind of think that his contract's going to look not really that expensive now Mm -hmm. that you see what people are getting in extensions. Um, I just don't know. You know, he's like a really good athlete clearly, and he really looks like he should be better than he is. And I kind of think that, maybe he needs to turn that athleticism into rebounding. Like that would be the next step, but I can't really see him becoming a star. Yeah. But like, but I mean, Andrew Wiggins isn't really a star either. No. And I mean, even, even when Andrew Wiggins was sort of okay mm-hmm. for the Timberwolves, and everything, it wasn't like he was hurting the team. It just felt like he was overpaid, but he's like a great, third best player mm-hmm. i mean he was kind of the second best player when the warriors won the title so i mean i rj bear just needs to not suck you know be young and like i don't know maybe beef up a little too i think i think he's <laughs> uh-huh. a power forward i think he needs to be like actually i mean if he becomes harrison barnes that would be great to be honest i don't know that's but I think that's like his top end is like Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he already is basically Harrison Barnes. I mean, it's close enough. Um what the do you problem think he's is, had a no oh, good. I just think this team needs someone better than Harrison Barnes. Like I love Julius right, right, Randall right. and Jalen Brunson, but I don't know if either of those guys are None of them is a number one guy on like a real contender, but I'm not even sure if they're a two guy, a number two guy. Um, they need somebody who can make like 
second team All NBA. Yeah, they need Joel and like, Yeah, they're just like <laughs> man, Jalen Brunson, almost an All Star. Jerome, yeah, Julius Randle, close to an All Star. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're a really good and fun team, but yeah, I, they, there's several flaws. One is, of course, having Evan Fournier on the roster. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious that he just has taken to just begging for playing time, and the Knicks just don't don't even seem like they're interested in trading him or playing him. But he mm-hmm. still shows up every day. I mean, he's cashing those checks, but uh, I feel I do feel bad for him, but um. It's a hilarious situation because there's no way to like force this way. They don't really need to dump his salary. So they're just like, yeah, yeah. King, you're going to, do you think they ever have Evan 48, like trying to shadow the opposing team? Like, okay, you're going to be DeMar DeRozan here. And then Evan 48 is like, I mostly just shoot threes. Sorry. I can't really do that. Um, Sean. Yeah, over under 45 and a half for the Knicks. Ooh, it's close. I'm taking the under, though. Because you've watched the Knicks before. Is that the reason? (laughs) Yeah, well, that and like, I don't know. We're going we're coming up on year four of Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, it's just like. Joey, I'm telling you, this is my theory. Mm -hmm. He's in the second to last year of his deal. Tyrone Lou is in the second to last year. Just mm-hmm. the are Clippers they going to trade to No, why? Well, yeah, maybe a trade. I don't know how they. I don't know how that works. Oh, oh uh, the Clippers would. The Knicks also have to sign Randy Wynn and trade him as well because that's what you have to do when you trade a coach or a manager. Um, Tom Thibodeau kind of is uh, NBA Lou Pinella. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, but you get him to that that arena, which has the most urinals in the history of arenas, <laughs> the most futuristic toilets. Like, couldn't you see Thibodeau and Balmer? Like, it's different energy, but it's kind of the same passion. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like talking about like what what you put in your shirt to control your armpit sweat. Uh, like just like how much tiger balm do you do you rub on your body before important events? Uh, uh like all right, Sean, I'm moving on. The Brooklyn yeah, yeah, yeah. Nets <laughs> last year went 45 and 37, good for sixth in the East, but not uh-huh. really. This was com- that's not their record. No, uh, they were 17th in offense, but um, not really. Uh, yeah, not really. 13th in defense. Again, not, yeah, really. not really. Yeah. Um, they got rid of Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Edmund Sumner, Utah Watanabe, uh, the Grand Wizard of the KKK, David <laughs> Duke Jr., and Raekwon Gray. Um, they're bringing in Jalen Wilson, Derek Whitehead, Noah Clowney. Those are some football ass names, man. Harry Giles, Trendon Watford, Lonnie Walker, and Dennis Smith Jr. Sean, yeah. which outstanding comedy series Emmy winner are uh, the Brooklyn Nets? These guys are veep. Uh, they are always the runner up even in their own city. They've got huge, crazy plans that are constantly blowing up in their faces. Uh, they have a highly questionable relationship with the Chinese government. Please subscribe to Dunked on Prime. 
Uh, there's always a tall, goofy guy who is kind of annoying, but somehow remains employed. Uh, Sean Marks is basically NBA Mike McClintock. That is Matt Walsh's character. Constantly being thrown on stage to explain another disaster, yet somehow unfireable. And uh, just like Selena Meyer's entourage, they pick up disaffected people from other teams, like Ethan Hawke, because he got thrown out of the garden. Uh, honestly... This is just a highly cynical, power-hungry organization with no real soul who would absolutely unfree Tibet if it meant winning a single playoff series. Great. Um, Sean, my first question for you is, uh, why should anyone care about this team? I don't I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Maybe they'll be on TV sometimes? I don't know. Or you couldn't get Knicks tickets? Like, probably if you're on... I don't even I'm not even advertising a service, but uh, I had some real luck when I was in New York just going on SeatGeek and waiting until like eating in near the Barclays Center. And then 10 minutes before the game, there was a ticket for like twenty two dollars available. That's going to be that. That's what you should do. It's very cheap. New York City entertainment. The Barclays Center is cool to go to. That's that's your reason to care about the Knicks. Like go when there's another team you want to see playing the nets and the nets are like a totally competent basketball team so it's mm-hmm. it's not like you're watching the globe trotters and the generals it's like the globe trotters playing like guys who aged out of being globe trotters five years ago or like a guy who couldn't ever remember if the bucket had water or confetti in it you know what i mean like it's yeah it's a good matchup but they're just not really that good sean their head coach is Jacques Vaughn and their yeah. lead assistant coach is Kevin Ollie. Is there some kind of star point guard that can actually uh, coach this team that they can back up? Because. Um, yeah, it's weird. Is, Kevin Ollie, a two time NCAA champ. There's, uh-huh. there's really no like it's weird that how few UConn guys succeed at the NBA, given like um, how successful they've been recently. Mm-hmm. But it's always these like beefy dudes who are a little too small or can't jump quite high enough for the NBA. It's like the guy who basically won him the NCAA title last year, I think is on a two way mm-hmm. on some uh, team this year. Um, I guess actually, right. The point guard depth, the coach point guard depth chart does make sense. If you remember, Steve Nash was there, right? It oh, would yeah. go a 2004 point guard uh, depth depth chart would go Steve Nash, Jock Vaughn, Kevin Ollie. I mean, so, yeah, that wished, makes sense. He's like, I wish we'd had one of these guys instead of Marcus Banks or my back wouldn't have gone out so badly. If I could have just sat um, and rested without the game falling apart. Uh, Sean, Dennis Smith Jr. last year. Yes. Was... The, the heartwarming NBA story. Yes. Um, it, he correlated into a contract. Is he going to be good again? Or is it back to bad Dennis Smith Jr.? What do you think? So I I knew he was having a resurgence, but I wasn't he on the Hornets last year? He was on the Hornets last year. I mean, year, I yeah. never watched them. Uh, so apparently his resurgence is that now he's a really good on-ball defender. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, he kind of Michael Carter-Williams himself. Yeah. I mean, I think he can probably keep doing that. And I think he shot slightly better, didn't he, from three than he did previously. I just uh, saw that somebody, I think it was Stephen No, I want to say, mm-hmm. came up with, like, did, like, a top 100 defenders rating or something. And I think he was 
maybe in the top 25. Yeah, he shot. He did no, not shoot he well shot, last he year. He shot 21% from three. That's the same. Um, All yeah. right. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can see how that's like useful in this team. But it is a weird it, it does definitely denote a certain shift in mm-hmm. this team. He also passed much better last year than he normally does as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, cool. I like Dennis Smith. I hope he continues being good. I like a lot of players on this team, Sean. Yep. Um, yep. I They're like all... Cam Johnson, who got paid uh, that Alibaba money. Yeah, that, there's actually a clause <laughs> in his contract that requires him to, to whisper it like that, too. Like Bill Simmons. They'll yeah, get yeah. Alibaba money. Yeah, that's going to work. Um, so, Sean, last year they signed a huge collection of 3 and D guys. Bridges, yeah. Johnson, O'Neal, Finney Smith. Yeah. Uh, they made a lot of threes, but their defense was just okay. Yeah, it wasn't great. Then they let Josh Harris, Seth Curry, and Patty Mills leave. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to make Ben Simmons more comfortable to get rid of the three and no Ds to keep the no three and Ds? Yeah, that's that's their shift. That's why they need Dennis Smith Jr. They're like, yeah, he's not shooting threes either. Ben, he's your new roommate. I actually oh, here's here's the thing, though, Sean, I you joke about that when you wrote that question, but uh-huh. I do actually think they've now built their team to in order to make Ben Simmons comfortable. Um, Royce O'Neal, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Lonnie Walker, uh, uh, Harry Giles, even Spencer uh-huh. Dinwiddie. None of these Dorian Finney-Smith. These are all a collection of the nicest people in the NBA. Like, <laughs> really does none feel of like them that, right? are going to bully Ben Simmons in a group chat to the point that he leaves. Yeah, I really think that's the team building strategy here. I also um, think that um, they want to have it so when he's on the court, is he the point guard? Is he the center? We don't know. We'll just fill in everywhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Possession to possession, what posi- whatever position you want to play, Ben, mm-hmm. that's okay with them. Yeah. Um, I feel like they could be really good defensively. I actually think this is a play-in team. I think <laughs> like, this, I have weird faith in this Nets team. <laughs> well, it, it's just, when you see the East, when it's like a team that can do something, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. Mikhail Bridge is not your ideal creator. Best player but yeah, uh, but but at least it's like, well, all these guys can switch screens. They're all kind of big. Like, it seems like Nick Claxton's a pretty good defensive player. And mm-hmm. I will say this about Ben Simmons. Um, he has legitimately been really hurt yes. for two years. I mean, he's also been emotionally hurt for the last yes. two years. But he, I mean, he, you know, he, he was sitting out. Maybe not the best career move to sit out with the Sixers. And then he didn't come back to play for the Nets because he said he was injured. And there was a lot of criticism for that. And then mm-hmm. once the season was over, he went and got back surgery. So to me, that means you weren't faking if you're willing to, yeah. to get surgery on your spine. Um, so, like, I don't know. I I am sympathetic because I think it probably sucked playing in Philly and he's been really hurt. And it, it would be great if he wasn't hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. So also, why not? Why not? Like, what else are you doing? Make it nice for Ben. Yeah. Also, 
again, in the preseason, he played in three games and played 22 minutes a game and averaged six, five, and six in those 22 minutes. Like, who's blocking him at point guard at this point? <laughs> well, Look, they're not. Dennis they may Smith be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, well, they'll play and then Ben's the center when that yeah. happens. I don't he know. He can it's... throw Dennis Smith Jr. alley-oops. They can throw the first, the point guard to point guard alley-oops. It'll be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm rooting for this team. Although, I will say, Trey Young is going to be a net in two years. So Yeah, who do you think, who do you think is going to become a hawk? Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson oh, yeah. oh, is, the, is the yeah. hawksiest hawk yep. ever. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. You're completely right. They tried it with Cam Reddish. They need a new Cam in town. Look, Cam Johnson is like uh, a is like um, he's basically 2023 Josh Childress, and I mean that as a compliment to both. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, over under 37 and a half. I'm taking the over on the Nets. Actually, I think it's close to 37, but still, I think. I think they can win 38 games. Boy, I it's very hard. I'm going to go under, but only because I think it's like 37. Yeah, it's exactly. Hard. It's a really good number. I, I um, think if I'd actually sat down and looked at the other, I just do it every with the team in a total vacuum. I'm never like, yeah, let's make these numbers add up. Yeah, me uh, either. But I may, I may look at this. I'm like, oh, those these teams are bad. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sean, the Toronto Raptors last year went 41 and 41. Good for ninth in the East. They lost a play into DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming so loud. Um, they were for 11th in offense, 12th in defense. Uh, they got rid of Fred Van Vliet, Del- hometown hero Delano Banton, Banton, Will Barton still unsigned, Jeff Downton and Joe Weiskamp. They're bringing in Dennis Schroeder. Jalen McDaniels, Garrett Temple, Grady Dick, Javon Freeman Liberty, and Marquise Knoll. Sean, which outstanding comedy series Emmy winner are those Toronto Raptors? Uh, they're Fleabag, Joey. Yes, Fleabag won an Emmy. Uh, it's from another country, and I, I just don't really understand what people are doing in that whole thing. Seems like the organization makes self-destructive and impulsive choices, but also isn't emotionally ready to move on from its previous relationships with players. They're loading up on more foreigners, and this summer in the draft, they were obsessed with getting dick. Uh, also, they're always letting the people in charge of the Raptors take over other projects, and I'm not really sure that's such a good idea. Don't let Nick Nurse write a James Bond film. God damn it. I do want to say, in defense of Fleabag, yeah. uh, I really thought she was cool in Indiana Jones' The Dial of Destiny. Uh, she was surprisingly good at the physical, the physical stuff, the stunts. It was really interesting. All right, question. I actually haven't seen Fleabag, but uh, uh, that <laughs> Domhnall Gleeson show, what was that called? Run? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bad. That's, that sucked, man. Uh-huh. She was fine in it, but she was not really playing a large part. Um... All right, question, Sean. I didn't see the Dial of Destiny, Joey. I'm sorry. It's fun. It's actually fun. It's not great, but it's... Uh, I liked uh, uh, parts of it. It's very long. Um, but Yeah, it's, that's that's how it goes these it's days. It's sort of bonkers. It's I kind of liked it. I liked how bonkers it is. Um, <laughs> Sean, why won't they trade anyone from the 2019 title team besides I, Norm Powell? 
I don't know. I don't because it doesn't even really seem like the fans are super attached to those guys. Like the fans seem like they have a normal relationship. And the most extreme stuff you'll see is someone's like, no, Kyle Lowry is actually better than you think. Mm-hmm. But it's never like, how did Toronto let him go? Or like, we can't say goodbye to, uh-huh. to Pascal. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 weird. Well, the Pascal they, well, also, thing they let is, him go. Go ahead, sorry. The Pascal thing is fucked because he is he wants to be a raptor and they don't want him to be a raptor so it's this no. strange it's this really weird thing where and also Nick Nurse let's be honest about Nick Nurse here for a second uh-huh. yeah yeah it seems like players don't like him uh let's just uh, Pascal in particular he and Nick Nurse were not getting along the last two years. Well, he just he just seems like he doesn't understand it. Like, he just had all these guys. He was just running into the ground. Yeah. Like, why are you playing Fred Van Vliet these incredibly heavy minutes just because you can't, like, you don't trust another guy on your roster? Like, like get somebody if you can't. It was just, it feels insane the way he, he's he's way worse than Tom Thibodeau in terms yeah. of running players into the ground yeah. right now. And, like, what is, is is his genius that he had Kawhi Leonard? Like, that feels like yes. what his reputation is based on. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not like he was uh, coaching up a storm. Like, I mean, in the finals, he played a box and won. Maybe uh-huh. it worked a little bit, but, like, that's that's not like a next-level coaching genius but also there. it I worked really because the warriors didn't have any nba players on the floor with steph yeah. curry like i just i just i've always hear like how clever he is and what a good coach is i just don't really know what the results are but the like results are hard, but... him playing the guitar with <laughs> uh what's that band the arkells <laughs> oh, i think uh, they were the musical guests where we had katie on they, uh, i'm uh, sure they were um Actually, Sean, I want to go back to the Sixers for a second. Yes, yes. Um, Nick Nurse. So the Arkells are like this weird Canada-only band, basically. Uh-huh. What Philadelphia-only band is Nick Nurse going to uh, scam his way into playing guitar with? Okay, so for one thing, um, this is... Todd Rundgren is not going to answer his calls. No. Uh, I mean, I could see him like maybe starting a Smokey Robinson cover band and like doing doing one of those like 90s style alternative acoustic guitar covers mm-hmm. of rap songs, but it's Luther Vandross songs like mm-hmm. without like soulless soul. You are thinking um, too old, I think. What if he's like, what about Dr. Dog? That's exactly. It's going to be Dr. Dog or the war on drugs, dude. It's one or the other. I don't think I don't think the war on drugs are answering his calls. I think it's Dr. I think Dr. Dog is like uh-huh. those guys seem like they're like pretty relaxed, too. I, also, I don't know Dr. Dog, but uh, I all know. Yeah, and you know what? I actually think I'm going to defend Dr. Dog. I think they're cool, too cool. It's going to be I have a better answer. It's G love and special sauce, Sean. Oh, oh my God! Yes, yep, yep. I forgot they were from Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And also maybe a brief Hollow Notes appearance. Um, 
But it's G Love and Special Sauce. That yep. is who yeah, that's Nick the band will be playing oh, with. Oh, I'm so mad um, already. Just imagining <laughs> this thing that's not actually gonna happen. I'm still mad. Um Sean, what was up with Scotty Barnes last year? I don't know, man. I think maybe he hated he, Nick Nurse. He went from being untouchable in a Kevin Durant trade to being not very good. Bad basketball. I will say it never made any sense that they were gonna be trading for um Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, yeah. Or um duh, or Dame Lillard. It is possible that Scotty Barnes is uh pretty bad at shooting. Mm-hmm. But you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he can't be a good player. I just don't really know what position I heard he, he doesn't work hard enough, and that's actually their problem. What was he? Um, what was he like? Wasn't he kind of like not that great a college player? <laughs> I, I don't know, but oh, he didn't actually. No, he, he played he Florida too. State. Florida State, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think he even started for that team. Not that that means he can't be a good NBA. No, player, but he was but, cool. Um, but he was like a workout guy in the draft, right? Uh, I, I don't remember. Um, let's. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Florida State basketball. Um, it's Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Sean, Masai Ujiri has uh-huh. gone from being um, famously cool and good GM to guy who shit talks his own basketball team and then asks for too much in return for his players. Yeah. Uh, is he does he have a, a lifetime Chipotle card? Does he only <laughs> eat at Panera Bread? Well, well, I think he does have like a Tim Hortons black card, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, other than that, yes. Um, uh, Joey, okay, this yeah. team, 11th in offense, 12th in defense. Is last year's Toronto Raptors team the most compelling argument against advanced stats? Yes, because they again, <laughs> the season ended with Masai Ujiri saying, I didn't like watching this team play basketball. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, they're getting sued by James Dolan. It seems most of the people I've talked to about this are like, yeah, this is what happens when a guy gets a new job. And then Mm -hmm. a few people are like, this actually could, you know, carry 15 years in federal prison. Do you think they have to be worried about this lawsuit? Mainly because it's filed by James Dolan. Yes, I do. Um, although I don't know how Canadian law works, yeah. so uh, James Dolan and his lawyers might not know how to deal with like judges who wear powdered wigs or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Over under 36 and a half, Sean. You know, they're always around this level, but I'm really pessimistic about this team. I think they stink. I also am taking the under. I also don't think they're good. I mean, I think Pascal Siakam is maybe the most underrated player in the NBA, but I also kind of don't think he's going to be on this team anymore. Um, yeah. And their coach is the guy who said he was the swag coach for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, oh, I hate that. Um, Sorry. Sean, are you watching TV in the background? Is the- no, I... Uh, I- Looked at a notification and something autoplay. Uh huh. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Sean, that's our episode. Um, yeah, we'll be back on when on uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday. 
Thursday, we'll have our final division preview up with our friend Peter Moses. Um, uh, listen to the You Know Ball podcast with Sam. Sean, anything yeah. else you want to plug? Uh, Cobb's Comedy Club the first weekend of November. That's good. Um, great. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where? On uh, 626.14, I tweeted, had a good run playing b-ball at Kurt Warner's house last night. The broken rib I suffered is totally worth it. No big breaths for me. Sean, is there a song you wanted to hear? Yeah, let's um, let's play uh, a Toronto Raptors specific song. Uh, it's It's one from the 2019 finals. It's called a Whitney Houston song called I Get Pumped for Mark Gasol. Uh, great. Um, hey, the season starts today, Sean. Yeah. Um, we love you all very much. Thanks for being with us in for another season. Yeah. And uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's all go home just like Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Draymond Green. <laughs> I've been seeing your body gritting and grinding. Your Memphis jersey hangs by my bed. Living in a world of small ball, baby. I love seeing you pass the Fred. I've been waiting for the entry pass all night. Wanna watch you set a monster screen. I love when you find a shooter, just don't give it to Danny Green. I remember the day they made that trade, I knew they'd go all the way. Whoa! I get pumped for Marcus, oh baby, every time he shoots the three. I get pumped from Marcus, oh baby, ain't it shocking they won game three? Ain't it shocking they won game three? Ain't it shocking they won game three? I gotta watch you pod the paint, baby. I gotta watch you box out. And when you shove a guy in the back, you're a superman like Brandon Ralph. Oh, I remember when you still had your speed, but you still shut down and beat. Whoa. I get pumped for Marcus, oh baby, every time he blocks a shot. I get pumped for Marcus, oh baby, and the finals are in t I get pumped for Marcus, oh baby, every time he hits a three. I get pumped for Marcus, oh baby, ain't it shocking they won game three. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.